The Forum at 8 with Polani Gwala. It is now 10 minutes after 8. A very good morning to you. Welcome to the Forum at 8 here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, this uh, morning we're looking at the Child Protection Week. Uh, it is a week that is aimed at mobilizing all sectors of society to ensure the protection of children. I just thought perhaps I'll, I'll start off by looking at some of the stories that we've covered um, in, in, in the recent past uh, on our programs. It's stories of gruesome attacks on children. Starting here in Durban, which is where I am this morning, there's a story that we covered of an eight-year-old Durban schoolgirl, Nunjabulo Sabelo, who disappeared on her way to school um, and was found dead in a school field. Um, a detective team consisting of members of the Family Violence, Child Protection and Sexual Offences Unit assembled at Umla's investigating the murder. Uh, you may remember Bobby Bear issued a desperate plea at a time to Umlazi children to be on their guard that a killer is in their midst. Um, Bobby Bear said they should not walk alone or get into a car driven by a stranger and so on. They printed 4,000 leaflets and distributed them around Umlazi trying to find this uh, grade 3 school, school, school girl. That was before she was found murdered. But there's also another case that we covered and everyone uh, in fact we had a number of programs on this even forum at 8 and then poison in Budazdob in the Southern Cape murdered mutilated at a construction site in Budazdob there uh, and just last week uh, one of the accused here uh, was um, released because there wasn't enough evidence against that accused so said the NPA uh, in relation to that Annan Boysen story. Uh, another story in um, Naturena, the story of Tande Ramadonzela, 14 year old raped, mutilated and murdered. That happened in March this year. Uh, two teenage boys left her for dead in a felt after attacking her. Suspects uh, appeared in court some some time uh, in, uh, a while ago. But also you remember a story some time towards the end of last year of the three siblings in Limpopo. Bafana, a 9-year-old Hosea Kekan, a 10-year-old and the 12-year-old cousin Johanna uh, who, who were found by a passerby. Uh, they were stoned to death and their hands and feet bound with shoelaces. The girl, Johanna, had been raped before being killed. These are some of the stories that I thought we should start off by looking at and just uh, get a picture of how important it is and how desperate we are in this country and as far as trying to, prepare, uh, to protect our children is concerned. Let's talk about that then. Whose responsibility is it and how do we protect these children from some of this? These, these are just a tip of an iceberg. I mean, I'm sure if you, if you were to sit and count the number of stories that are being um, reported where children are the victims either of um, prostitution, murder disemboweled and all manner of things happening to our children in this country what is it that we need to do in order to protect them? Let me welcome our guest on the program this morning, let me start with uh, Richard Munsu who is a program manager of Save the Children South Africa, joining us on the line from Limpopo Richard, good morning to you Do we have Richard? Richard, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks indeed for your time, Richard. I really appreciate it. Fine, thanks. Thank you. Um, let's let's also welcome Mzoli Sitoni, Deputy Director General for Children's Rights at the Department of Women, Children, and People with Disabilities. Mzoli, are you there? Right, we're getting Mzolisi back. That line there is dropping. Richard, I mentioned some of the cases you heard right at the beginning. Is this what we need to protect our children from? I presume. I beg your pardon? I'm saying that these are the instances, these are the examples of what we need to, prote to protect our children from. Yes, we need to protect our children uh, against any form of abuse, irrespective of the kind or type or the size, and ensure that their rights are being realized. 
What is wrong, though? What, what is wrong, though? There are so many cases uh, that have been reported on. Uh, where are we getting this wrong? Where are the loopholes? Uh, one of the key challenges in terms of uh, the capacity to respond, uh, we have a good legislative framework. We've got, we have good uh, policies in place, but the problem is in terms of implementation and looking at the issue of women resources. But also remember, it takes the community to raise and protect the child. And part of the problem is that lack of preventative, pre- uh, pre- uh, prevention interventions at the level of communities to sensitize them about ways in which they can protect the children, ways in which they can ident- identify forms of child abuse and ways in which they can report and write to report. Okay, because obviously these are different levels that you're talking about, where you talk about capacity, perhaps capacity within the police or other agencies entrusted with protecting children's rights and so on. But I just want to pick up on the community element. Are you suggesting uh, a broken community, that that, that as a community we're no longer um, uh, in a position to protect these children? A lot of abuses uh, takes place at community level. So it tells you that, yes, uh, to a certain extent, there are still challenges at the community level. But also, some of the abuses are housed within cultural and traditional practices, which are not intended, which means there is a need to educate our people, our communities, in terms of what are good cultural practices, which does not compromise the rights of the children, and what are cultural practices that need to be reviewed so which uh, compromise the rights of the children. So it's a mix of things, but particularly at community level, sensitize the communities, but also ensuring that the communities take a lead and ownership in protecting children at this any form of and, and Richard, when you talk about cultural practices, clearly, not only to me, but everyone listening, in their minds they'll be thinking about the situation in Pumalanga where 36 young boys are dead this morning simply because of a culture. Yeah, that's one of, the, that's one of, one of the practical examples. And we are saying our culture is not bad. We are proud about our culture. But let's ensure that it does not compromise the life of children because except the children of South Africa, we really don't compromise on coming to child protection uh, issues, and that should be everyone's responsibility. We need to ensure that our cultural practices are done in the best interest of the children and also don't compromise their rights mm. and don't put them at further risk. Zoli Sitoni, uh, the Deputy Director General for Children's Rights at the, at the Department of Women, Children and People with Disabilities is on the line. Mr. Tony, good morning. Good morning, Colonel. Thank you. Um, again, uh, we've just mentioned this issue of, of culture, um, and, and some may accuse your department of turning a blind eye uh, when, when, when there's a body count, such a body count, uh, directly linked to a cultural practice. <laughs> um, well, during this Child Protection Week, uh, what we also trying to uh, instill uh, in children and in, in their families is, is that uh, we need to uh, take full responsibility about our families and about our children as, as, as parents. Uh, I mean, I am also a parent and I took my son for circumcision and government uh, uh, 
regulation requires me to produce a, a health certificate for my son before my son goes uh, to the uh, to the to the circumcision, um, and that um, I'm also expected to make sure that the, the person who's, who's going to do the operation on my son is a, is, is the person who's accredited. So there are these uh, processes that are put in place uh, in order for us as as families. Uh, that we take full responsibility and government would put those things and it's our responsibility to make sure that uh, our children are protected. So this is why we also making sure that uh, during this child protection week, for instance, yesterday in, in, in Devon, we, we, children were uh, given an opportunity to demonstrate in terms of what is what is it that is happening uh, around them when they're when when they are at school, when they they are with their families, when they are with friends, mm. and what is it? And they they came up with a, a list of things that they think they are supposed to do in order for them to to protect themselves. Sure. So I think there's, there's a there's a there's a collective responsibility, uh, other than saying we're blaming that government or we're blaming that department or we're blaming that organization. You know, it's and it's, it's a fair a point you make. Mr. Tony, it's a fair point you're making, and I accept it. But having said that, the the assumption is always that government is the last line of defense. Where all else has failed the people, government must be seen to be intervening on behalf of the victims, of the weak. And in this instance, again, people fairly are expecting the government to stand up and say, well, you know what, enough is enough. If you can't handle yourself, if you can't deal with this culture on your own, we will close this thing down because we are, we are entrusted with the responsibility of protecting the people. Mm. No, no, I, I, I agree with you, Tolani, uh, that um, uh, government has to take uh, uh, responsibility but uh, at the same time, we, we cannot uh, do this thing alone. That is why we continue to appeal uh, that uh, uh, communities, NGOs, and everybody who has a concern uh, with a direct interest on, 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 on the livelihood of children has to take responsibility. We, we, we're not reneging from, from our responsibility as government. All right, I'll open the lines 0891-104-208, 0891-104-208. These are some of the cases, we're talking about them this morning, um, that we all know about. What is it um, that needs to be done in order to ensure that we protect these children? Uh, who should take responsibility? Of course, the DDG is saying that it's a collective responsibility, and he's right about that. But where does it start and where does it end? What are some of the things that you'd like to raise? Let's hear your thoughts then on this issue on 0891 104 208 What we'll do is we'll take a, a break. And when we come back, of course, look at some of your SMSs here, 34701, 34701, 891 We're talking about Child Protection Week here in South Africa. Uh, what are some of the instances that you'd like to raise? 21 minutes after 8, AM Live on SAFM. Please join me, Richard Mwamba, this May as we celebrate 50 years of post-independence African music. The African Connection with Richard Mwamba on SAFM every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3.
Have you ever apologized for your lack of knowledge regarding financial matters and considered what are the implications it may have on your future and that of your family? Each week I explore a different financial principle to ensure that you will have a secure future and peace of mind right into retirement and hopefully give you a better understanding of the process required before purchasing a financial product or making an investment, thus ensuring that you are better informed before making decisions about your current situation and financial future. I'm Brian Hirsch. Join me every Tuesday morning at 10. Are you up to date with the world of property? For all things property matters, what are your rights as a property owner and or purchaser? Are you a tenant or the landlord and you need advice? What is the value of your investment in commercial property in South Africa? What matters are of importance in discussing land ownership? Trust us to simplify and help you understand the detail in all things property matters. Join me, Dineo Mulomo, every week on Tuesday morning on Morning Talk at 10.30. The Forum at 8 with Polani Gwala. Let's take some calls on uh, the Child Protection Week and what needs to be done. Let's start with Sam in Johannesburg. Sam, good morning. Yes, hi, Kolani. Hi. Um, I just want to mention that I think we may be losing sight of the fact that the best interests of the child is of paramount importance in every matter concerning the child. That's from the South African Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. That is also from the Rights of the Child Convention, to which there is a third optional protocol, which the South African government has still not um, acceded to, and which the National Council of Women have asked that we do so. We have written to uh, the Department of Social Development and the Ministry of Women, Children and People with Disabilities, urging the adoption of this particular um, third optional protocol because this was also asked of South Africa at the Universal Periodic Review, 13th Session, 31 May last year. I think that we need to realize the uh, rights of the child are of paramount importance in their best interests. Okay. All right, thank I've got you. to thank you very much. Thanks indeed for your time this morning. Um, Sam in Johannesburg. Uh, is it Paki in Cape Town? Hello? Listen, Kolani, um, this thing, oh dear, we, we, we still have got a long way to go. The gentleman in the studio has just said it quite right. By law, the law is very clear on the requirements on the parents, Baba. But also, while the government is playing a role, you protect abandonment. I think parents now, but they've got a tremendous responsibility, Kolani, yes, to play in this whole thing. When the law says, make sure prior taking your child for this, um, that, that is this practice, make sure that one, two, three has been satisfied. You've yeah. presented this. The hospitals are just around the corner. Yeah. And also make sure, Baba, that Whoever is conducting this is an accredited person. But unfortunately, Kolani, mm. our culture has become a mockery. And we have now opened ourselves, you know, to people who are saying, no, culture is not static. In, 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 a culture can be changed at any time, especially when we see that things are not going right. When did we start seeing things not going right? 
we need to do something about this opportunistic advantage but what I'm saying is Polani is going to have to be a shared responsibility. Shared responsibility. Okay. Paki, Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, Paki. Um I'll take more calls oh eight nine one one oh four two eight. Let me tell uh, read you some um, SMSs here. Somebody says the problem is the constitution. Uh, bring back the death penalty. Uh, Brian Kumalo says things are just falling apart in this country. We have no direction. Anyone does as he or she likes with impunity. That's according to Brian Kumalo. Dogozo Malafleni, please bring back death penalty so that rapists and killers can learn. Botswana next door is at peace. That's a view from Dogozo Malafleni. Uh, Seem communities abdicated its responsibility when growing up in my village. If you are a child and you are seen walking with a stranger, members of the community will be interested who the stranger is and where you're going, and also alert your parents there. Uh, but this day, things don't. Nobody cares. That's according to Itani in East London. During the struggle, there were structures in the communities whose task was to protect community. Anybody found guilty was tied to the trees and harshly punished. And um, if he commits murder, he was murdered in the tree. As a result, cases like these were very few. That's in Kosipi in Peter Maritzburg. Children below the age of 18 must not be allowed to go for initiation. Let them decide for themselves when they are adults. Why kill our children? That's Simpiwe M. Kobaneni on SMS. I'll read more of your SMSs. Uh, 34701, 34701. Let me go to Eddie though. Eddie in Cape Town, hello. Good morning, Colin. Hi, Eddie. Welcome. Yes, um, I think it will be um, losing the whole plot if we just place the child protection or the, the protection of children as an isolated kind of um, situation without looking at South Africa as a country. I, I think uh, despite what the President says that um, um, South Africa is not a violent country, um, well, instances that you just counted now, some of them um, are perpetrated by um, young people and some of them perpetrated by adults just show us that as a country we are a very violent country. So maybe the one thing that we need to place at the center of this is to check um, why is it that um, during apartheid or before the democracy that we have, um, the violence that we had was... Um, where the 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 um 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 the forces of the re, of the regime would visit those atrocities um, against freedom fighters or people that were opposing, but we we didn't have this kind of thing where um a 14 year old allegedly would hack members of his family and 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 and, and kill members of his family. So for me the issue is um, preventative measures. One is okay. But we need to have a deterrent. You know, in this country, we don't seem to have... Um, we are hopeless. If, if you listen to the police, for example, Colin, if, if something, someone's just made at someone or something, you will hear um, the only thing that happens is we condemn this in the strongest terms. You know, we, then we wait until the next thing happens and we, 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 we condemn it, yeah. and so on and so on. So there isn't um, a deterrent. The government must come up with measures that set an example, you know. Okay. Um, well, be, be, before I go, Colana, I just wanted to yes, say, um, this thing of saying um, South Africa is angry because of apartheid, is poverty, and this, uh, it's nonsense, Colana, because, I mean, I've traveled in Africa myself, where um, bread, or people in Africa are so poor as compared to the poorest person in South Africa. 
but they don't go around killing each other and all these kind of things. So there is something that is wrong. Maybe okay. let's learn from Botswana how they, they, they do okay, their really? things. Yeah? Yeah, in Cape Town, thank you very much. I'll take more calls, 0891 But uh, Mr. Tony, let me, let me get a very quick response from you. Uh, so many very valid points are being raised on, on, on SMS and uh, callers. Mr. Tony? I'm sorry, Colonel, I didn't hear. I'm, I'm saying please respond to some of my callers here because I think a lot of really important points are being raised uh, around why is it that we find ourselves here. Well, Colonel, there, there are various reasons that uh, uh, got us where we are. And, 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 and one of, of, of those reasons is, is, is the fact that um, uh, there's there's abuse of 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 drugs um there's a high rate of um a, a, a drinking in terms of alcohol amongst uh, children you know and 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 all of those things compound uh, issues around unemployment for instance you know and and people tend to find want to find other means of uh, of surviving mm. so that, that that is why uh, uh, government is doing its best to to make sure that they um, address some of these ills and and that we we are at the same time. Right. Oh. Uh, uh, all right, uh, Mr. Tony, just just uh, hold your thoughts there. Let me do this. Let me take the news now because it is eight thirty-one. We'll take the news updates also here from Rob. Come back. Take some more calls. Oh eight nine one one zero four two eight. Oh eight nine one one zero four two eight. For now, though, uh, Vipakshni Chet is standing by with the latest news headlines. Hello, Vipakshni. The Forum at Eight with Kolani Guala. This week, uh, today, looking at uh, Child Protection Week, uh, the week that aims to mobilize all sectors of society to ensure the protection of children. Of course, the week was launched yesterday, and we started off by citing some of the uh, examples of incidents that have been reported just in the past couple of uh, weeks and months uh, to show how vulnerable our children are in this country. And, of course, talking to us about this matter is Zolisi Tony, Deputy Director General for Children's Rights at the Department of Women, Children, and People with Disabilities. I'm also joined on the other line by Richard Munsu, Program Manager of uh, Save the Children South Africa. Your thoughts then on 0891 Let me go straight to the lines. Joe in Durban has been holding for a while. I really appreciate it. Joe, good morning. You know, this thing of crime uh, with impunity and, 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 you know, murders and all that. Yeah. You, you know, I think I blame it squarely on government because government remains silent on major issues. Like, uh, for instance, I can talk about xenophobia that is happening right now. Mm. How often, why don't we say, hold on, uh, South Africans? How often do we get bodies outside, from outside the country uh, of South Africans, uh, South Africans coming here to be buried? You, you know, why do we have to be sending bodies outside uh, of South Africa for burying? You know, people are being killed inside the country, and it's being taken very lightly, but it's a life. You know, I myself, for one, I've, 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 I've taken part in carrying those bodies outside the country, and you find people there waiting for a body that, that is coming from South Africa. And you can imagine what is doing to the people there on the ground. Because eventually what is going to happen, this is going to make South Africans enemies to our fellow, uh, I mean, brothers and sisters, sure. you know. And uh, we don't want to get there. 
Meanwhile, the other people outside, I mean, the other governments are taking care of their populations. Okay. I so mean, not to murder anyone. Uh, we it, need to do the same here. Yeah, let's deal with violence uh, across the board. It doesn't matter what kind of violence. That's what you say. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is we are not doing good to our children. Okay. If we let them grow in such circumstances, violence. whereby tomorrow they want to go outside to the neighboring countries and they get murdered. You know, because people are retaliating, because okay, they okay. cannot remain silent forever. All right, Joy, you know? I hear you. Thank you very much. Joy is here in Durban. Uh, is it Monica or Monka in Cape Town? Hello? Morning. Hi. It's, it's uh, Monka, yes, Monka in Cape Town. Listen, right, go ahead. Uh, morning, Kalani, uh, how are you? You I'm good? very well. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks. Good. Go ahead, please. Good, man. All right. Um, yes, I think uh, there's, there's what, we, what we've got to look at is, I, I believe there are, there are a number of fronts on which we need to combat you know, violence, violence against uh, women and children and, and all, all, all uh, uh, parts of society, in any case, all people in society. Um, one of them for, for children specifically is, I mean, with us knowing that there are such problems, you know, that there's murders happening against kids, I think, first of all, the parents should take, um, uh, you know, a responsibility first and foremost. If a child's walking to school alone, make sure that she's, uh, she's not doing that or he's not doing that, that he's walking with someone. Uh, and then secondly, obviously from enforcement side, but then largely, I, I, I'd like to just note this, and I know people don't want to talk about this, but, you know, as the Christian worldview diminishes, in society, as there's uh, more contempt for the Christian worldview, uh, we can't help but notice and, and draw the parallel that uh, these type of crimes are on the rise because uh, obviously, and I know we're not the only religion that, that condemns these type of crimes, but uh, I would say that we are the, 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 the religion that holds or that values, values life, uh, human life, and, and obviously children and all of those things. Uh, the most we've got the highest regard because uh, I think this is where the where the answer lies. You know, mm. the the answer is in the value of human life. So if 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 you've got those values, uh, then obviously you won't you won't be uh, perpetrators. It's not perfect. Mm. It's never. It's not always the solution. But I think it is. Uh, it is a part of the, the okay. problem as this view uh, diminishes. All right, know? Monka uh, in Cape Town. Thank you very much to your view. Thanks indeed. I really appreciate it. Mbumelelo um, in Johannesburg. Good morning. Hi, Polani, how are you? I'm good, Mbumelelo, welcome. Good. Um, well, look, Polani, I'm a social worker by profession, yeah. although now I'm in academics. Um, mm-hmm. And there are two things specifically that I think need to be paid attention to. The first one um, is the uh, moral fiber of our, our societies. Uh, you know, if you look at the, the societies, the moral fiber has long been eroded. You know, previously, one used to look at a neighbor's child and see them as, a, as their own child. And whatever the child does, they will be of, of their concern as well. And they take equal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Now, what's happening now? People to give little regard, scant regard to that. They don't care what the neighbor's child does. And even the children, in response to that, they also know that this is not my parent and I will not uh, behave as though this is my parent. So I think a government and um, NGOs need to um, embark on, a, on a, an intensive drive uh, for, for moral regeneration because this is what is lacking. That is number one. Then number two, um, when it comes to the legal framework, I think the legal framework is, is, is there. And um, I think government again and, and, and NGOs need to embark on a drive again to ensure that people abide by the legal framework in as far as the protection of children is concerned. And whoever is found to, uh, not to be uh, in line or doing whatever is not in line with the, with the legal framework has to be brought into, into, into law. And look at what's happening in Bumalanga. Is anyone taking, uh, taking that into consideration? Uh, is there a strong drive to ensure that such people are brought into pool? Uh, can, uh, is, is such people 
people need to be set as an example of what happens if anyone, you know, goes and goes aside of the law. I mm, think okay. those are the two critical issues that need to be taken. You know, Pumelelen, you raise this very important issue of of moral fiber, and I, you know, just it's difficult to understand one what leads to the kind of situation that we have in as far as moral fiber is concerned, where nobody cares about children, where you don't care about your neighbor's children, and actually your neighbor's children don't really regard you as a parent anymore. What happens? What brought that situation about? Well, in fact, I think um, there's quite a lot of factors. Um, one is the westernization of our society. This is the African society, but the way in which we're living it. Now, there's, a, there's no difference between the way we lead our lives and what, what is happening in the West or elsewhere in the world. I think we need to go back to basics and say what exactly um, defines us as Africans. It is that that is going to underpin us down to what exactly needs to be uh, the kind of moral fiber that we need in Africa. Right, Bumelel and Johannesburg, I thank you very much. I'll take more of your calls. 0891-104-208, Anonymous here in KZN. Good morning. Good morning, Kolani. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for your call. Uh, Kolani, I'm teaching at Mzimkulu, around Mzimkulu area. And uh, I would like to agree with the previous speaker. Uh, I'm an educator there, and, uh, I, and uh, the principal and I were petrol bombed at Mzimkulu in the village where we are staying and it is pathetic that it is forces around the area that are petrol bombing us because we are not recognized, we are called tossers and all that stuff, you know. Hmm. And uh, I, I'm stressed at this present moment because I, I should have died on Wednesday night at 11 o'clock and the police arrived late at 2 o'clock in the morning hours of the next day. All right, you know, uh, I think I'm going to put you back to the producers because, of course, this is a different case, slightly different from what we're talking about. Uh, I'm not sure if it relates directly to the protection of children. Anonymous, go back uh, to the producers. We'll take your details, perhaps see if we can follow that issue up with you. Uh, for now, though, we're talking about the protection of children. Uh, how do we protect our children in this country? I mentioned some of the instances, some of the cases, the Anand Poison case, very well known in this country, known Jabulo Sabelo here in Durban, uh, who disappeared on their way to school. School uh, was found murdered in a field, and there were suggestions that she may have been raped. Only eight years old. Um, also, you remember the story in Limpopo uh, of those three children, siblings. Bafana w- w- was nine years old, Osia Kekane ten, and the twelve-year-old cousin Johanna, who were found dead by a passerby. They had been uh, stoned to death, and their hands and feet bound by shoelaces. Johanna, of course, uh, also there was evidence that she had been raped, and so on. These are just some of the cases, and of course, clearly one of the big story that we've been covering this is the story uh, of the 36 young boys who have now died as a result of botched circumcision in Pumalanga. How do we protect our children from such issues? I'm going to bring back my, my guest, by the way, who will then comment on the calls that we've received. But let me look at some of your SMSs here. Um, Somebody says, that boy uh, that killed his grandmother and siblings needs a botched circumcision at initiation school. That's Mpoh. Uh, another one says, the fact remains that there are aspects of culture which are detrimental to life. The way circumcision is done in our communities is such uh, an example like putting a cow dung on umbilical cord uh, of the neonate. Uh, how do we defend ourselves against those who describe us as still backwards? Uh, also, there's uh, Paddy in Moy River who says, it's 
starts at home. God is banned from schools. Uh, what has happened to empowering the mother at home to nurture our children and instill a moral fiber which goes with the fear of God? That's Petty in Moira. Another one in Limpopo, the community is accusing an old woman of witchcraft and chasing three children out of school. It takes a community, a community to destroy a child's life. That's Mangali Mahigeng. The primary responsibility for children lies with parents. If we focus society to this basic understanding, we may get somewhere. That's Reverend Mike Craig in Coxstad, uh, who sent me that SMS. Also, the story that is still occupying my mind is that of two children who had to die as they went hungry. I remember that story very well, Spiro. As they went hungry looking for their mom, we are not a caring nation. Um, those children died. I think it was in Mahikang, was it not? Uh, they had to, uh, or somewhere in the, in, in the northwest province. They had to walk miles and miles looking for their parents until they perished. They died uh, because they were hungry and they were thirsty. Um, also, bring back the scorpions. They will deal with the abuse of children and governmental resources. These are some of the SMSs that are coming through. Uh, but again, hey, Mr. Tony, let me bring you back into the conversation here. Uh, th- there seems to be an agreement, I suppose, to the point that you made a little earlier on, that we need to do this cooperatively. But again, uh, also narrowing it down to parents. How can you, as the department, as government, assist in that regard? Let parents know that they are still responsible for their children, regardless of what they may think. Uh, thanks, Colonel. Um, um, I, I also thank the um, the viewers for their inputs. Um, I think in South Africa we we have very good ideas, and we just just need to make sure that we 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 we, we, co- we can consolidate those ideas and make sure that there's an action around them, than just to 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 to, uh, to, to reflect the ideas. Uh, it's as 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 the government and as the Department of Women, Children, and People with Disabilities, um, we we continue to encourage uh, parents uh, to make sure that um, they they understand uh, the the laws that are there that are supposed to protect uh, their families and their children, and that's what we do. Tomorrow we are going to have there's an organ uh, there's a Cape Mental Health in in Cape Town, which is going to run a workshop at Orange Farm, uh, where we going to demonstrate in terms of what that organisation is doing. We facilitating that uh, so so that especially those um, families that have got severely disabled children that are, are completely defenceless when it comes to violence against them. So we are gradually exposing parents, giving them ways of dealing with some of these things and protecting their children. So we're hoping that this organization will show in terms of how they are doing in protecting, raising the issue of protecting their children in Cape Town and, and making sure that sure. the parents and the NGOs that are working around the Orange Farm mm. would be able to take those ideas and implement them. Okay. So that, those are some of the things um, uh, that we are doing. Okay. We, I'm going to go to the lines. Sorry, so let me interrupt you there because I need, I'm going to go to the lines in a minute. But I need to bring in uh, Richard as well. Richard Munsu, you're still there for me. And, and the yeah. reason why I would like you to come in is because um, a number of callers 
made mention of or at least juxtaposed, made comparisons between now and what happened under apartheid. And there are some SMSs. There's one that says, your visitor must tell us why not in the apartheid era but now. He must not run away from it. Richard, do you agree in the first place that the, the abuse of children is a lot more prominent and prevalent now than it was under apartheid? I think uh, 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 that will be difficult to answer that because one, it might be the issue of what kind of reporting system that we had during the apartheid era in comparison to the report, uh, reporting system that we have now. And we find that now maybe we have a better reporting system, so we cannot uh, make a conclusion that it does not happen. But now that maybe we have a proper reporting mechanism in place, that's why we know about these cases. And I, I think uh, it's true, I, I agree with most of of the viewers, uh, our extended family structures, our norms and value systems have somehow been broken. When you grew up, it was very clear that every child is my child as a parent. It takes a community to raise a child. But, but what is happening now? Uh. And I've heard this argument so many times, Richard, sorry to interrupt you, because it, this argument yes. has been made so many times about, no, but you know, it took a child, it took a village to raise. The issue is that, uh, isn't society required to move on with the evolution of society? In other words, uh, of course, that is the past. Forget about it. What do we do under the circumstances now? Don't hark on the past. I think the first thing is contributing to the uh, most of the people, uh, 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 most of our businesses are exposed to harsh socioeconomic realities. So there are some uh, contributory factors. There are some issues of psychosocial support. Like, because some of the abusers are the children themselves who maybe went through traumatic situations. So we need to make concerted effort in as far as psychosocial support is concerned. But also as a country, we need to strengthen our prevention methods. One, as a nation, in terms of the legislative framework, we have a child protection register. A fundamental question is, uh, how many people have been assessed and checked whether they are in the child protection register? We have schools where most of violence, neglect, and exploitation takes place. Are we aware of the status of those teachers in as far as child protection register is, is concerned? We have child, uh, abuses happening within institutions. To what extent do we make concerted effort to ensure that we check those people who interfaces, those service providers who have direct contact with the children on the child uh, protection register? So I, I think we've got at the level of legislative framework, we've got good policies, we've got good frameworks, we've got good process, but the fundamental question is how do we translate that into action? ensure that the rights of the children are being rights and children are not okay. abused. All right, Mr. Tony, I'm going to come back to you in a minute, but let me take some calls. Yaj in Cape Town. Good morning, Yaj. Uh, morning, Kalani. Hi, uh, morning to guests. <clears throat> I want to say there is a big correlation between social dysfunction and the breakdown of the social fabric with the inequality. And this has been uh, outlined in a, in a major study by Professor Wilson and Pickett. Uh, in, the, in the UK, they did a, uh, wrote a book called The Spirit Level. And they look, every indicator uh, within countries is directly correlated with the level of inequality, the violence, the crime, the breakdown of the social fabric, all of that. So, you know, when we are, we are the one of the most unequal societies in the world, that means we are literally the most uncaring societies. And we have to address this.
urgently, and we need to do it in practical ways. Mm. We look at the, look at the entire economic paradigm completely, and we need to look at it. how can we have in one country where bankers like Maria Ramos and Ketso Gordon are earning hundreds of millions of rands a year, 20 million rands, etc., and you've got people who are absolutely destitute on the other mm. end. And in between, you've got this conspicuous consumption of uh, luxury goods, mm. and it, what it does, it creates anger, it creates envy, it creates... Um, and people who all don't kinds care. of issues. No, I'm glad you raised that issue, Yaj, because it's all interconnected. It certainly is interconnected. Yaj in Cape Town, thank you very much for uh, bringing in the other element of this uh, completely unequal society that we live in. Mzwande is in Johannesburg. Good morning. Hi, Baba. I'm okay. Look, I think I'd like to to answer what you have asked before in terms of saying, because the gentleman said previously we used to look at the families, the kid growing up, know that the mother next door was almost like a father. And that's how can we move forward and not always hold on into that. The problem that we are having on my own is that. Make an example. Tazan was born and he was left in the jungle. He was raised by monkeys. Tazan was a human being and ended up behaving like monkeys. So the situation that we are, we are at is making our kids to behave exactly the way they are behaving. We have opened up everything for everyone. You see, in freedom, freedom must not be absolute free. Freedom must have boundaries. And as a country, we have opened up everything. Secondly, Colin. Uh, the, 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 the country, the people of South Africa were never rehabilitated after apartheid. And whatever that is happening is going, to, is going back to, to what happened previously. If you remember clearly, some of us who grew up around the 80s, who were in the struggle around the 80s, we were called the lost generation. And looking at me now, looking at the guys that I was with in the struggle, and looking at our kids, I don't see myself as being lost. I see these kids as being more lost than than than, than what we, we we were called. So the the the, the, the generation that, that that we are having now is because we are never ever rehabilitated as a society. What do you mean rehabilitation, though? What 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 could have been? What could that rehabilitation look like? Look, it, it is for the educated to know, but I'll make an example. You know, I say, Zul, if people have gone out to war, when they come back, they they will have to clean them again. Not put them into the society with that intelligence that they had, mm. because already mm. when they went outside. All right, okay. Mzondele in Johannesburg. Let's take, uh, take some more calls. Miss Governor in Durban. Hello. Hello, Kalani. How Hi. are you? I'm very well. Welcome. And hello to your guest. Mm-hmm. You know, the main reason is you know children don't ask to be born, Kalani. And when they're born, parents are responsible for the children. Don't you agree with me? Yeah. So the main reason is women believe in gender equality. Do you believe in gender equality? I believe in gender equality, yes. You believe in it. <laughs> As people, and men and women are equal. They are important, equally important. But of gender equality, if a man, a man and a woman, a man is described as masculine and a woman is described as feminine, and if one goes contrary to that, then it's swimming against a current colony. Because Adam was created first, and in Genesis 2.18, God created Eve as a complement of him to complete a man. For this complementary role, God made, gave the first woman okay. certain feminine qualities that served to, to round out and make for a balanced relationship. So women 
is meant to be women are meant to be mothers and fathers and and men fathers. Okay. And, all right. All right, Ms. Governor, thank you. thank you very much. Let me read some SMSs and get my guests to wrap up. Uh, there is somebody who says, what about violence against parents, drugs, alcohol, Satanism, pensioners, abuse? Uh, that's an SMS that came through from Khalishiwa. The cause of death uh, being bleeding and infection, they can be prevented if circumcision is done in hospital. That's SK. Um, there are lots of reasons for the violence we see these days. Parents think the main way to discipline children is shouting at them, yet they respond very well to loving correction and explanations. Bring back teaching of decency through assemblies, which the Bible uh, is based on so that uh, parents uh, don't go to church benefit Patricia in East London. A nation has turned its back on God uh, in which anything goes becomes fertile ground for all manner of depravity. That's Kabazela. Another one, Lerato says, we must stop being blackwood. Uh, the government must tell the people to go to hospital for circumcision and then after they can go for initiation in the bush. Um, male Jewish babies are circumcised soon after birth. Our health department is providing a well-advertised free surgically safe circumcision self-appointed bush circum- uh, circumcisers have an abhorrent morality and mortality record uh, when did you last read about any of these circumcision murders being convicted in court and um, that is an sms as well coming through let me just ask my panelists uh, my guests here to wrap up uh, Tony, the, these are some of the issues that people are raising I'm just again they quite wide and and very broad in 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 their approach. I don't know how we narrow it down and ensure that we come up with a program of action that seeks to immediately prevent some of the things that people are talking about and that seeks to protect these children almost immediately. Uh, yes, Roland, you're correct. Um, I think that um, there's we've got all the 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 instruments. Uh, that we need in South Africa in order to protect uh, children. What remains, though, is that it's the reality that children are still abused. You know, we have heard the stories uh, through your, your your viewers and 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 what you have said earlier. What what do we need to do? And we are saying, as government, uh, we have. Um, a, a program as we speak now which we call Child Protection Week and as a department we have what we call the, the National Council on, on, on Gender-Based Violence um, we also have a, a program that we do every 25th of the month which is uh, uh, the, the, the Orange Day uh, which promotes um, uh, awareness around the violence that is taking place. These are the things that we're doing. Uh, in Gauteng, in, in the president has been there in El, El, Rato, El, El, El Rato Park, and you could see that because we are saying that um, uh, working together to, to protect communities, to protect children, is beginning to work. Uh, in a lot of parts. So these are some of the things that practically, mm. as government, we are doing. And no, that's why no. we're appealing to communities, we're appealing to all of these individuals that have made impurity here today. And it's, it doesn't work to point fingers to Poland. It, it, what would save our children and what would make us uh, to make sure that our children has got a brighter future is to work together so that we can protect our children. Okay. So this is what it's our humble appeal. Okay, Richard, uh, your closing remarks for me? 
Thank you, Tuan. I think the first key issue is to strengthen our partnership across all sectors and to ensure that collectively we ensure that children are protected. But also in terms of practical steps, we need to uh, strengthen our protection intervention uh, by sensitizing the communities about forms, types, and signs of uh, child abuse, okay. by encouraging communities to report any case of child abuse, by supporting uh, our communities for any identification okay. of uh, abuse. But the last thing, mm-hmm. to also uh, ensure that we put the child protection register into practice by ensuring that whenever we appoint any official who has direct interaction with children, be it a school teacher, be it a community care worker, be it a police official or social worker, they should be screened through the child protection register. Okay. I've really got to thank you both. Thanks. eh? Thank you very much, Richard. Richard Munsu is Program Manager of Save the Children South Africa. Thanks indeed on the line for us from Limpopo, but also Mzoli Sitoni, Deputy Director General for Children's Rights at the Department of Women, Children and People with Disabilities. You've been listening to AM Live here on SAFM, South Africa's News and Information Leader. Thank you very much for listening and participating. We shall do this again tomorrow, 6 to 9. It is now just after 9 o'clock and time for news. Cheers from all of us at AM Live. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.